Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Cafecito con Conciencia. I will be your host today, Leo, and as always with me is Susie and David. It's an honor to be with them all the times, and we've kept this podcast going on for all of you, just so that you can hear our opinions on these certain topics, and I will be leading today's, today's discussion with the importance of treating a essential worker, meaning it can be a person that works at the mall, person that's taking phones, taking phone calls at home, working from home. So anyone that, let's say, needs to go out because their job is the only way that they can, that's the only way that their job can work at this moment. That's the topic that we'd be discussing today. Yeah, Leon, I think it's it's such an important topic because I feel like the holidays are coming, right? So um, with the holidays coming, you always, I don't know, people just tend to be a little more like greedier and like, you know, because like they are trying to get what they want because it's like it's all about what I want, what I want, what I want, what I want. And there's not a lot about like thinking about other people. So it's really important for us to like kind of start uh, discussing this so we can be uh, very conscious as we engage in like different activities under COVID. Right. I mean, and from a personal experience, I can tell my story, you know, you know, as I feel like everyone else can relate to this where first job. You know, customer service, you know, it's kind of like the easier one when you're growing up. That's kind of the first job that you land. You know, I, I feel like everyone can can agree on that. It's a difficult. It's kind of like you're thrown in there into the fire and you got to figure out how to survive within there. And with little support for management, as always. But I, I, I see especially now with this whole thing of COVID and then also the holiday season coming up. So for anyone out there that's working, uh, customer service, anything related, be it a restaurant, be it in clothing, be it working from home, taking phone calls and everything like that. You know, we, we're here, we hear you. I feel you the same way. You know, I've, I've been on that same boat where people have to have to endure these conversations with people who really just want to, you know, make you upset. So speaking at a, at a store level from my own experience, you know, there's always those customers that are upset. Um, they want everything quickly done. They don't understand that there's a process behind everything that has to be that has to be done. It's not just an easy, oh, I'm gonna give it to you now and fix it. Because one, sometimes that that offer that they got at that moment is not available anymore. Even maybe the product's not available anymore, or that's something we just don't do anymore. So it's really trying to connect to them on on that level. I know, and it, and it's difficult because every situation is different. But I I feel you, and I think that Susie and David can also relate to this on a, on a certain level. To me, Leo, it's it's interesting, y'all, because you know there's there's a lot of people out there who celebrate you know the holidays, Christmas, um, quote unquote Thanksgiving is around the corner, you know, <clears throat> colonial holiday, <laughs> uh, you know that shouldn't be celebrated in my opinion, but. Um, you know, it's just interesting because, you know, all these things are coming right around the corner and then you have Black Friday, you know, and so in this society, it's like you're, you're thankful one day, right, or, or two days, and then you have Black Friday and you have Cyber Monday and you have all these other things and it's like you have people rushing into the store and this is pre-COVID, right? rushing into the store, trying to fight for a TV, trying to fight for an item, trying to fight, you know, for all these other things. And it's just, it's chaotic, right? Um, 
so on that end, it's like it's interesting to see that perspective with individuals, right? Or, or see that side of them that you know it just it comes out uh, because of this this current process that we have due to capitalism, right? And how as consumers, it's like we always got to have something, right? And so on the customer level, that's that's what I'm noticing, right? But then on folks behind the counter, it's like you could just imagine the amount of pressure and, and the type of shit that people go through, right? Angry customers, agitated customers, demanding customers, um, customers who feel they have the privilege, right, to, to get a certain item. So it's like, I can only picture all of that. And it just takes me back to my days when I was working at Macy's, right? Especially during Thanksgiving and everybody wanted to get uh, shoes and jeans and shirts and all these other things. So I don't know. I, th I think it's, it's a really good topic to bring up, right? Because during COVID, right, during these times, it's, we have a really really, they want to call them essential workers, right? Um, and, and I think it's important to note the sacrifice that folks are making, right? Folks who are putting their lives on the line, right? folks who are just exposing themselves to this virus, to people's behavior, people's violence, right? So, I think it's important for all of us to take a moment, sit back, reflect, and really look at the way we're going to approach things moving forward. Right? A simple, a simple act of gratitude to the representative that you're speaking with goes a long way. Even if it's just over over the computer, over the phone, a simple hey, thank you for the thank you for your support. Right. Um, that I'm, I can only imagine that that goes a long way. So. Yeah, I think it's just like, um, it's crazy because like, I think I've been reflecting on this, just like I've been very fortunate and blessed to like have family who have not been, you know, who have not been hit by COVID, you know, intense. Like, and I feel like, I, I mean, every day we see the number increase of cases and then people who are, you know, who are dying because of COVID and LA in general, like cases are just, you know, skyrocketing that like we're thinking about again staying distance learning for next semester right when we come back in january so i think for the folks that like have the privilege and just like been blessed to like not have immediate family members directly affected in a, you know i think those of us i think those are our targeted audience right like when you are going out and buying and being consumers because of course it's just like you're stuck at home what else can you do go to the store Right. And if you and it's like we, everyone's dealing with so much that there's like an entitlement, just like you were saying, David, an entitlement of like I'm the consumer and you work here and you're going to do what I want you to do. And and it's the money, you know, it's like but then we like look, you forget without this person working here, I wouldn't be able to come to the store. Right. So there's like a, a really like hidden respect. Right. I'm thinking about essential workers. Right. Like there again, like you call you call it, David, essential workers. But they're the first ones also in line for everybody else and take everybody else's bullshit, you know. So is is um excuse me for my French, but um so I think that's like I think for everyone, right? Everyone differently. Uh, if you are someone who experienced or fortunately had someone in your close, you know, family who died because of COVID or who is like you know someone who's really struggling with it, 
I think that person's perspective in terms of social distancing and like practicing, you know, like wearing your mask, like I think they're a lot more willing to do it because they already suffer from it, right? So I think just like catching, like reflecting on our on our, on our privilege right now too. Right. I mean, even just before like this whole thing with this um, virus happened, there was people constantly going, like you mentioned, David, with Black Friday and all that, people waiting outside. And when the moment came to open, people were just bombarding the entire store, making it very overwhelming for for even the employees to handle that situation because there's a lot of people all at once. So there's a lot of injuries and a lot of people fighting over product because it's so limited because they've made it that way. Again, capitalist society make this has made us become consumers. And then with the help of um, putting in so much advertising, convincing you that you actually need this now, you need it the day of. You can't just wait a little bit, wait like a week. No, because you have to be the first one to get it. You know, that's that's the mentality that a lot of us have. And then also not to forget about even people when work with handle food too. You know, there's people that, yeah, they they face the same the same struggles that that even people who work at work in clothing work in electronics work um like now even home from home over the phone you know people who handle food at restaurants especially during now during covid there's a procedure that has to be involved if you want to dine in and it really upsets me when people are so are acting like they're entitled and they're like oh i know i don't have to wear i don't have to wear the mask here when i'm not eating or you can you it can be the same way as it was before before covid and it's like it's the same mentality people want to be quick they want to and they want to act like nothing's happening so it's pretty frustrating to see that and i, I can only imagine you know because it shows that at some point somebody's need and want overpowers the respect that you should be having for the person giving you that product or service, right? So it's like, at what point in somebody's mind, right? Are they like, I want this so bad that I don't care how I treat you or how I come off to you, right? that I'm going to forget that you're an actual person, that you're a human being. And you have, you probably nine times out of 10, you probably don't have any control over the outcome or how to approach the situation. Right. So I don't know. I think people, yeah, as, as humans, we need to sit back and reflect on, on the way, on the way we do things, right. On our habits, right. How do we, what we consume, how do we consume it? But, yeah, COVID has definitely, you know, put a different, or or it has changed, you know, the way things are are, are being reflected right now. So yeah, it was. I would even say like, COVID has just like exposed, you know, like inequities and just like how people really, some people really are, you know. I think a lot of people that are like really out there right now, they were hidden, you know, behind like people that were trying to be nice and no, I'm not racist. And, you know, so it's like now that people are just being exposed by because of COVID, right? But I would just wonder, how much do you think the phrase, uh, the customer's always right, have an impact on just like how people have been socialized, right? Because I feel like 
I feel like, uh, or maybe again, I when I grew up in Mexico, I didn't really hear that phrase in Spanish a lot, like at stores, like el, el I don't even know, el consumidor siempre es, 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 es importante, but I don't, I never really heard that phrase growing up in Mexico, but here, that's like a constant, like the customer's always right, the customer's always right, so I feel like, I don't know, what, what do you think, again, I, of course, there's going to be sometimes some customers that maybe do have la razón, you know, pero that's not all, that's not what we're talking about, right, we're talking about just like the, or just like how people, how we can really embrace the customer's always right and use it, you know, <laughs> Yeah, I like that you brought that uh, the idea up that the customer's always right because to me, I I feel like it it comes off as like that puts a, a huge amount of pressure on the employee to satisfy that person no matter if that person's wrong or they don't understand the process that needs to be done. So it kind of puts you between a wall and a hard and a hard spot because you're 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 stuck with really trying to satisfy that person the best you can when really you know the process is a certain way and then i feel like maybe when you get that support from management from like a like a leader or a supervisor or manager that's on your side that backs you up it really feels comforting but i know that i've i've been in situations and maybe others can relate to this where you you say it you state it a certain way and then all of a sudden the management comes in and they say a different way just to satisfy the person which I think that is is in a response to that the customer is always right, and it really makes you in the end look bad because you're you're trying to respect the process of the store, the policy of, that it that's implemented, and then all of a sudden you got a manager or higher up switching the whole thing and flipping it and making it seem like you you told them the wrong thing and they have the the power to to over overcome that. So it's it's really upsetting when that happens, and you know I've 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 been in that position where I've been. I said something and then all of a sudden the management says something else and then the customers are like oh, looking at me like, oh, he's the wrong one. You know, it's it's a situation where you you got really take the time after to be able to catch yourself up again because it's not an easy conversation after that. How often do you think that happens? Like where the manager would just oppose anything you are saying? I mean, well, I feel like that, that position starts with um, the relationship you have with the management and then the way you the way you they, they approach it uh, I can I can probably say from experience you know there's always those managers that you feel a little bit more closer to and then the other one that's like oh no if for some reason that person hates me or I never got along with that person so for anything in particular when situations I feel like you would go obviously you would go towards a person you feel more comfortable with um, but on the receiving end of of, uh, of having that support, um, you know, it, it feels comforting to have that. But, and w- I mean, it happens all the time where the situation also is, there's a miscommunication on both ends. You know, there might be something that was said and then the manager thought you, oh, you meant this, but then it came off differently. So there's also that. Yeah, I'm just curious. Yeah, I was just, you know, curious, like how often like someone has to deal with that every day, right? Of like feeling like being kind of like ridiculed, you know, like, or like put in embarrassment, you know, just like where you're, again, how you're describing it, Leo, where you're saying you're trying to follow the protocol that you were taught. And when something doesn't go right, the leader who was supposed to be, you know, your, 
guide you and you know learn from put you in a position where now you were you know kind of like portrayed as like you don't know what you're saying so that's that's like someone dealing with that every a lot like several times a day I think that can take a different toll in just you know a person and Susie I think you you ask a really really good question that I had never thought about, you know, like it never, it hasn't crossed my mind. I haven't paid attention to it. Right. Um, and that's like the experience in Mexico. Right. Cause you don't, at least like you, I, I've never heard it. Like if, if a customer tries to, you know, put up an argument over there, it's like, you, you'll get kicked the fuck out. Like, they won't take your shit, you know? Like, they'll be like, nah, 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 nah. Sabes que se, se me sale de aquí, agarra sus cosas. No me... And, you know, it's, it's that argument of like, ah, oh, pues voy a ir a comprar uh, allá a la tienda de fulanito de tal. Pues vaya a comprar allá. Like, I don't care. Like, I'll lose you as a customer, right? Like, by all means, I'll open, I'll open the door and go by over there, right? And I'm just like, it had never crossed my mind. I'm just like, shoot, like, and, and I think that's that's the thing with, yes, Mexico también is capitalistic, right? But U.S. is just, it's so embedded in the culture and in, in, in the way that people have grown up, right? Because it's like you you automatically, as a, as a business, as a corporation, you automatically give the customer so much power by saying with that phrase, the customer is always right. You you give them so much power and you dehumanize your employees because now you got to take in whatever comes at you. You got to take it. Doesn't matter if you're, if you as an employee, you're right. You just have to like stand behind the counter, stay quiet and like take it all in. And that shit fucks with your mental health. It messes up with your mental health, uh, you know, as a human being. And it's like your employer Bien contento, the business corporation, have all happy and dandy because they're making money. But not only are they exploiting you, because I'm pretty sure a lot of these big corporations are not paying you a fair share, but they're putting your mental health at risk, right? So it's just, I don't know, like two different experiences that, you know, I, at least I have never seen it in Mexico, but it's so common here where it's like the moment a customer has an issue, it's like, where's your manager? Let me talk to your manager. Right? I need to speak with your manager. Like, and I'm just like, man, so that's, that's a really good question. And for, for any of you listening, you know, if you've experienced anything different in Mexico or in any other part, um, what what is your what is your experience with that phrase? The customer is always right. So, please share with us. We want to know. And I brought it up because uh, my my abuelita uh, she still lives in Mexico and she has like a a little tiendita. You know, she's like uh, she still lives like in those towns where you know all the Jalisco people out there. You know, coming from Jalisco. Um, <laughs> uh, but like you know, those towns where there's like there's little Tienditas, like in the little colonias, you know, and she, you know, she runs one. She's been running one for a while now. And she's just like, she's just a very person because like, I've, again, like in those little tienditas, like, again, I don't know, like you said, David, Mexico is still capitalistic. And if you go 
fancier and fancier Gucci or whatever, all those stores, I'm sure they have very similar mindsets to, you know, to the stores that are here, right? Because those are the corporations. But tienditas, like in colonias and little towns, little pueblos, um, my, my grandma is like, you know, she's, she's always so mean, not mean, she's just like mean, funny, you know, she's like, uh, she would say like, oh, this is like, ay, mijo, ya es tu tercer coca, no es de tomar coca, you know, like, come on, like, you know, like, she'll tell like this one kid, like, oh, it's like your third time buying a coke, like, stop, stop drinking so much coke, and then my tío would be like, grandma, stop, you want them to come back and buy from your store, you know, and he was, and she was just like, well, I'm just concerned about his, his health, he's drinking too much coke, you know, but even though she's profiting, right, but it's, it's just like, <laughs> I know, it's, it's just like, her, her being, she's a, you know, businesswoman uh, who doesn't have a degree, who taught herself how to, how to read and write, is running a whole store, but she's not someone that would be like, oh, don't talk to me like that. No, 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 no. Si no quiere, like no. You know, she's not like that, you know, like the customers always, right? It does not, <laughs> it's not her mantra, you know, it's not. But people still come back, you know? So I think that's just like a very good question that you asked, David, just like, it's 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 a it's a different socialization, you know, of like what does it mean to be a consumer? I know she's always making fun of how many she's always counting how many bags of chips I'm eating. So it's <laughs> you know. Now that I think of it, I mean, it's like like you mentioned earlier in the in the conversation, David. You know, it's like, do you get paid that much to put up with this? BS, really. You know, it's 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 asking a lot for such little given. I feel like, and like you were saying, just the the amount of the toll it takes on your mental health, having to do one conversation, let's say a second later, uh, do one conversation, and then it escalates and then it becomes a argument and then all of a sudden that person's gone. Then you got to hop into the next person. Like nothing happened. You know, that's, that's like putting aside something, but I mean, it's in your, in, it's in the back of your head and like, wow, I just went through that, but now I got to act like nothing happened because I'm on to the next person. So I, I'd say like definitely takes a toll on your head, mental health. Cause there's not really a time where you can pause and take all that. What just happened in, because no, like no, you gotta you gotta just cop on to the next person, and especially now during holiday season, if there's some, if there's like one person that is mean to you, and and that that goes for a while, and then all of a sudden that's over, and all of a sudden someone else comes in, and it's like oh, I can't be mean to them obviously, but it's hard to tra- make that transition so quickly. And you know, it's it just again, it just comes to show the value. Or, or where the importance is from these employers, these big companies, corporations and stuff, right? And and even 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 politicians, you know, because all of this, all of this, again, it's political, right? Um, it's like they're calling you all essential workers and you are, but are you receiving your fair pay so you can cover your expenses, so you can have a roof over your head, so you can pay your bills, so you can... Um, you know, you don't have to worry about the next month, right? A lot, a lot of these folks who are essential workers are probably earning less than that fifteen dollar minimum wage that you know is is being pushed 
throughout, you know, and and that's something that people need to reflect. Like, there's somebody when when you're going to the store and you're that person that goes with an attitude, or or you're that person that chats in uh, with an attitude, or or calls in with an attitude customer service. There's somebody on the other side, whether it's on the counter, the computer, the phone, taking in all the bullshit that you're putting out there, right? And you're putting at stake their mental health. You're putting at stake all these other things, you know, that affect somebody and emotionally too. And they're not getting pay enough. And, and, and that's even a different question. That, that's a different topic, right? Because um, there's no such thing as enough compensation for you to take somebody's behavior, right? But they're not getting paid um, you know, a, a reasonable a living wage for them to be able to thrive and survive, right? And not have to worry about what's coming the next month. So just to like what about like those essential workers that, you know, are undocumented or they couldn't were in, like are not able to get unemployment or, you know, so it's like it just gets deeper and deeper and, and um but then people are like, you know, are willing to say blame like, oh you know, they stole their jobs or blah, blah, blah. But right now, like, they are the ones holding everything open, right? Essential workers. And I think, um, uh, David, you brought up a good point. Like, the, like it's political. It's all about politics, right? It's about, like, the, it, the center of all of this is, like, it's, like, a very individualistic, how just individualistic uh, capitalism makes people, right? Like, how it really does come to that. Porque, like, okay, you got... The workers who are who are like working because they need to maintain the society open and then you got the consumers because um they're stressed out and they also want to make sure they consume they consume so it's like i just feel like in both ends people are still struggling they're trying to like you know sometimes like i do want to assume best intentions and they're both like being run down like are running in low fumes while the corporations the one percenters like who people who have power are just making profit, 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 profit after you just, you know, it's like, it's a puppet show. You know, you got the workers who are dealing with everybody's BS and then you got the consumers who think, oh, just because I have a stipend or I have a, you know, a thousand two hundred stipend, I can just go and shop. And it's like, that's nothing nowadays. You know, that goes fast within, that's not even enough for like a studio if you live in LA, you know? So, so it's like, you got all these people who, are fighting each other while the corporations are the ones, oh, well, that's cool. You know, I'll just let them do what they're doing and I'll just keep profiting because they're going to continue to buy. Yeah, and then you also have, like, those people working more than one job, too, where they go in at, let's say, 6 in the morning or so or 5, and then they come out at 11, and then they have to they have one hour in between to eat and change and get ready for the next job. And let's say their next job is a drive away um, there's traffic and then there's a bunch of other factors so it's just there's a whole process that that people have to go through and to just let's say come into your second job and then put up with someone's bs it's it's it, it really just you know it makes you it makes you tired by the end of the day you're exhausted and then you know it takes a toll on your mental health because you're going to be thinking about that conversation that you had a week from now even if you had it a while back so it's never gonna you're always gonna remember those conversations you've had those difficult ones especially that you had with people 
in right now I, I was doing a quick search because I had seen this this like Susie said um, if you're not an Instagram then you're not up to date with the news right um, I was trying to find one of my one of my friends had shared a, a really interesting um, meme right that talked about Jeff Bezos como se pronuncia el nombre del pelón ese his his income right compared to the U.S. population. And I can't find it, but I found something else even inter interesting, right? But that that meme said something about Jeff Bezos being a billionaire, right, and still being able to give one million dollars to each individual, and still being a billionaire. So something along those lines. So I was just thinking about, I was like, man, like this guy is making mad money even during a pandemic, right? Um, so this other search that just came up is. Uh, it talks about, you know, if we were to compare his spending power to uh, the median income of an average, quote unquote, right, um, U.S. household, and, and that that average is is set at $97,300, right? Um, I don't make $97,300, so I'm not even in that, in that comparison, but um, for every dollar you know, that an average American family, quote unquote, spends, this balloon would be spending about $1.95 million for, for $1. For $1 an average American family spends, this balloon would be spending $1.95 million. So that just, again, that just shows you, like, what is valued here you know like what like people keep saying like um like people are complaining about like the you know a governor just like talking about like the new curfew and like shutting down and not being able to you know wear a mask and stuff like that but but while he's this person's making like for one dollar he's making a billion and and so many people are dying and there's not enough there's not enough to pay rent there's not enough to pay keep people in houses it's just like what is the, again that just shows we're not the priority right human life so we can if we can produce then we are maybe but we're so disposable no and i feel like that's also one point too that's a good that's a really good point because so there's also that idea that you're replaceable so it's like if you can't handle it i can always find someone else to do this so that's why sometimes we also put up with it, you know, because it's it's not easy to find another place to work at. Not every place is going to just take you in that simple. So that idea of, of um, if you're easily disposed of, and if, especially like in customer service, you're there's someone else can that can come in and replace you. So I feel like to a certain degree, that's why some of us, you know, put up with it. And also just because, you know, it's secure income that we have at the moment. So that's all we can do and to another point i mean the it's it's mind-boggling the idea that i remember a study i forgot where it's from but the whole idea was that if we take the one percent from from every major corp corporation um, and we distribute it evenly within then everyone else everyone would be equal and be able to have a basically a, de a decent life and they would still remain like millionaires so 
it's uh it's it's just it's insane how much they prioritize their money over the person that they ha- that they have at at that level where it meets one on one at at a store and to a second point that i wanted to point out too is those those people who especially during right now during covid that don't take it seriously and let's say they go to a restaurant or they go to the mall or something like that and they refuse to wear they refuse to wear that mask you know they're only there for that amount of time that 5 minutes 30 minutes at max let's say and then they're gone but the worker is there for a full 8 hours and then they're back the next day and then these so they see anywhere from maybe 100 people a day and let's say out of those 100 people there's 25 that don't want to want to comply and don't want to wear the mask and all this and that you know it spreads and it's it puts those it's basically that puts all the people in danger because of someone's negligence and not to follow some simple guidelines david's in real thought i'm just no, i just wanted to paint that out <laughs> <laughs> no it's good i had a thought and then i i should be writing these down as, as they come in that's another one i didn't know that it's landing, it's landing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's here, it's here. Prepare people, prepare. Um it's it's looking at all, all this, right? It's looking at how much uh not just the, the worker is taking in, right? It's also looking at how much the employer is benefiting, right? And and seeing that even after you're a millionaire, even after you're a billionaire, even after it is statistically proven, right? And I'm not a, a big mathematician, right? But I could do some basic math. And it's proven that even if you were to give money to people, you would still be a billionaire. Even after all of that is taken into account, you're still not willing to give your workers fair pay. And and I, I think I'm, now that I'm starting to think about it, it's like seeing it as a minimum wage, like the minimum, you should be paying people at least X amount of money. Like that's problematic, right? Because it shouldn't be a minimum wage. It should be a living wage. You should be able to earn enough money that you don't have to worry about covering your basic living needs, living needs. We're not even talking about you going out and partying and and buying all these other things, shoes, clothes, all these other things that you want, want to have, but you should be able to cover your basic living needs. Right. And people like that alone are selfish. They're egocentric and they're in it for the money as y'all can see it. So, I think, I don't know, for me, like, me da mala espina, and I look at it the wrong way, um, you know, but also, I also take it into account a worker's well-being, you know, so I think this holiday season, folks, y'all, we, we all need to be really cautious about the way we come across to people, the way we approach people, um, but I would really like for everybody to start saying thank you. Like a simple thank you again goes a long way and it makes people stay. Right? I used to be in customer service and 
it was rare when I would get a thank you. But when when I did, you know, when when a person would tell me that, like it would change it. I I could have probably had like the most shittiest day, you know. But if one person was to tell me, and it's pretty odd to say it, but if at least to me, I don't I don't know about you, Leo, but to me, if one person was to tell me thank you, thank you for your help, I really appreciate it, you know. Like I was like, man, I did something good today. You know, like I helped out somebody today and then they're happy with the way I did it. So yeah, just a simple thank you, I feel like, or please, or good morning, or, you know, just acknowledging someone's existence, I think is like, goes so powerful, you know, and, um, and it's just crazy to see just so many. And I think also just like, COVID got everyone like anxious, right? If they're too close, if they are like sneezing, if they are, so it just kind of gave people more of a right to kind of be a jerk, you know, but it's like, how do we, how do we make sure, you know, um, we're treating people with the dignity they deserve? You know, I think that's like, like David and Leo, both of you, you know, have mentioned that it's like, again, a simple thank you and please and, like, you know, just respecting each other, like how we need to respect each other, right? As human beings. You know, it's funny. I'm so I'm sort of going to flip the conversation a little bit on the so we touched we touched upon a little bit of the negatives, you know, the impacts that it has. But in, in a funny kind of weird way, I feel like you do learn a lot from customer service. You learn kind of life skills from there. You know, you learn you learn a lot of how to maneuver conversations, how to you know, let's say that you have, you've had very awesome conversations with people. They've been super nice and everything. You learn from that, you know, you learn how to carry conversations, you know, how to start some. So there's, that's, I would say that the, that's kind of like the good side to customer service. You, you grow in an individual where you put yourself in a new position. You, let's say there's that position that you, you kind of wanted, but you were so anxious and nervous about, or uncomfortable in that situation. You know, it's, it's funny because if you put yourself in that uncomfortable situation, really, you're only going to learn. You're not going to lose anything. So I, w- I would I would say in, in a funny way, you know, customer service is good. And obviously it's bad. But looking at the good size, I feel like that's what you, what you learn from it. But, you know, you, Leo, you just take me back to my to my time at, at the convention center. One of my colegas got me this little gig selling perfumes. You know, so it was like this little shopping spree going out at the convention center and people, you know, people with different small businesses would go there and sell perfume, sell uh, ropa and, and all these other things. And and the homie got me this gig, you know, selling perfumes. And I don't know, I, I guess it's just a habit because, you know, growing up in Mexico and then with my parents and you would just see me like and I in my natural zone, check it out, folks, come in, check it out, you know, we got good sales going on, and X, Y, and C, and, and, but I was being loud, I would be loud, you know, it's just like, come on on, folks, check it out, check it out, and, and people would be coming, and the guy liked it so much that, you know, after the, the whole gig was done for that day, um, he was like, I want you to come back tomorrow, can you come back tomorrow, you know, so it's like, I think it. you're right. It does help you develop certain skills. It does help you, you know, get step out of your comfort zone. And it, it's, it's, it's a great thing to do, honestly. So, so if I heard, pasale, pasale, that was you, David. 
that that was that was you. <laughs> that, that was probably me. That that was probably me. I could probably do it. I'll be like, pásale, 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 pásale. Tres por cinco, tres por cinco, tres por cinco. Pásale, 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 pásale. No, no. Allá se lo van a dar a diez. No, regrese por acá. Se lo dejo a ocho, ocho. No, se lo dejo a cinco, 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 cinco. Cinco, no menos, no menos porque si no le pierdo. Yep, yep, that's, yep. Yeah, you become a salesperson <laughs> in that in that aspect where it's like, you know how to convince people to come over to your stand. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they, and, 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 and those, you know, and then you got those, like, follow you until you try something. So that's, <laughs> that's something you're like, no, thank you. No, sorry. No, no. <laughs> um, But I like I've been, you know, the jobs that I've that I have had have always been with like uh, I guess in terms of customer service I always work with like students um, since uh, I've been fortunate to do that and um, but I feel like it's very similar where well not very similar in terms of like I know it's like a different power dynamic you know like if you're like at a store and, and you know or a restaurant. Uh, people feel like and so entitled right but I think working with students I think like I think the concept of like the customer's always right now is like the student is always right I think shift is it shift is you know like it's it's now we're talking about you know kind of working with people's lives and mentoring and doing all of that but what I was trying to just get to is just like I learned so much from them right like you mentioned like you just learn how to talk, you just like working with people just really, you know, challenge your communication skills. It really challenge you how you're going to step out of your comfort zone, how are you going to handle different stressful situations? You know, I think like you said, it was just uh, working with other people. Like if you really embrace that job, you know, it just like teaches you so much. And if you're willing, you know, and if you have, but it comes down to like having good leadership too, right? Good bosses, like people that will, Put, give you a training that you need to be at and, and not just like, oh, you're going to learn from experience, right? So it's just, it really comes to like the environment that you're in. Um, it changes people's experiences, you know? Yeah, I feel like when going into a job, you know, if there's proper training for certain situations, you know, you, you have that in the back of your head. So you know what to do in certain situations. But there's always those cases where they're pretty out of, I've never heard this case and that's the first one of that type where you kind of learn from experience and then you learn from trial and error. But I do, I, I, from your standpoint, as far as being an educator, um, would you say that there's kind of the same aspect as, as in that some students are a little bit more demanding than others, if that's the right word? Crazy part. Yes, they are. Even if they're, they're just like it's crazy, like um, working, and I think it like it goes very deep, right? It goes very deep, but like working in Watts, I've never met some entitled little kids, you know. Uh, and but like then you start figuring, then you meet grandma or you meet aunt, like mom or tia, and like because they have to work twenty four seven to just bring food, pay rent, they often neglect their child, their child, you know, their student at home. So how do they try to rebuild that relationship? By buying them stuff, buying them the new iPhone, buying them this, buying them that. And that creates this 
entitlement mentality where in class, if they don't get the way they want, it's like, it's like, oh, you're wrong, miss. Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, I deserve that A and blah. And it's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, and again, it's just like, but when you get deeper into why the student is thinking this way and like why they're getting so defensive when someone tells them no or like that's not okay what you said or can you put your phone away, you know, um, a lot of times it's so deeper than what we could only imagine, you know, but it's just like, but again, the more and more you met with families, mom has two jobs or dad is a single parent or a student is a foster youth who like no one's really at home so they can do whatever they want or they are really parents are both hardworking and they are at home and they have all the support but the student is just in the wrong environment with the wrong people so it's just like damn you know but like entitlement yes 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 David, I see your, I see, David, I see your, your head nodding. <laughs> I know you've seen some of these kids. <laughs> I'm crying. I'm crying because now I know I'm not the only one that goes through this. <laughs> I'm crying. No, but Leo, to your point, yes, yes. I, I think, you know, sometimes we do come across students, youth who, who have that sense of entitlement. Right. And and like Susie mentioned, you know, there, there's many reasons for that. There's there's many things that come into play. Um, and sometimes it, it doesn't have to be at home. Sometimes is, uh, you know, the programs that they're a part of, right? the organizations that they're a part of, right, and the way things have been managed for years, or or you know how, you know, things have just worked out the way they've wanted it to work out, right? And and now, you know, for me has always been challenging. Uh, you know, when I go into a different space, a, d a different organization, it's like, I don't want to challenge you, right? But there's there's a method to the way that I do things. There's there's a method to the way that I conduct my academic advisements. There's a method that I conduct my check-ins, right? And maybe that student is, is not so used to that. Right? Maybe now they're spending... 30 minutes with me as opposed to 15 minutes before or or maybe less time, right? Uh, and we're diving into deeper conversations, right, about uh, planning your, your next steps in, in your next semester, your next year, right, or really looking at what are you going to do after graduating college, right? Um, and, 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 yeah, I think it for me is that. It's, it's – I don't take it personal, right? Of course, I, I don't take it personal, but I try to be understanding of the situation and I try to just, okay, this might be something different for you, right? My approach might be something different and it might be the first time that you're going through maybe a process like this. So, well, baby steps, baby steps, right? But definitely, you know, I think entitlement could be seen in just about anywhere, right? At the, at the customer service level, schools, Nonprofits, right? And you could, we we could go on and on and on, right? So, yeah. Again, with the ego, basically, carrying that that I am in control. I need this because I want it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then like power dynamics, right? Like you were saying, just like you are. 
because you're a higher position or because or whatever like or you make more money or whatever the case is whatever power because you have more power social power than or capital than the other person people feel entitled to like treat them the way they want the way however they want you know and it comes you know it's it's a sick mindset it's a sick mindset i mean but that that comes in it's, it's a it's a result of the whole capitalistic society and the hierarchies with within class system That's that's another beast that we're going to be tackling for sure. Definitely something else. You know, when it comes into the end of it, I mean, all these topics are very related. They play some sort of communication within each other. And the phrase like the personal is political. It just like it's just again, it just keeps on coming up. Right. It's like the way we shop. Is very political, you know. The way we treat people is very political. So, like, even though you, people are like, "Oh, I'm not," like you said, David, the other day, oh, I think it was Leo, like, "Oh, I don't get into politics." Um, you do. <laughs> you might not call it that, <laughs> but. Well, if any of you, after listening to what we've been saying, have, you know, can relate or have a. You know, maybe a different approach to any of these situations or have your own way of approaching certain situations, you know, drop us a comment and we can have the conversation of what your what your experience was. Any last thoughts that you might have, David or Susie? Um, for me is, uh, folks, this holiday season, again, I it, it shouldn't even be a challenge, right? But I know a lot of folks, you know, they, they like challenges. But this holiday season, you know, for what's left of the year, I want you all to just take a moment to reflect. And whenever you make a purchase or af- after you make the purchase, after you finish a chat with an agent, after you, you get off the phone with a customer representative, say thank you. Say thank you. And, and trust me, it's going to go a long way. And on... On another note, instead of buying from big businesses this year, go and support local small businesses. They really need you. They need us. Right? They're the ones being hit the hardest during COVID times. Um, and they're really going to be thankful for all the support, the financial support that you're going to bring in their way. So really consider buying from small businesses local and mom pops local and moms right so that's just my ask well yeah invest investing in our communities right i think that's like very important um because like we, how we highlighted earlier like the rich keep getting richer right but the essential workers are just like there's like they're getting affected the worst with covid right so um so again just keep that in mind and just um if someone does, you know, get you upset or because it's going to happen, right? It's like, again, we are living under stressful times where people have high anxiety and like uh, people are dealing with like different emotions. Um, stuck at home, working from home, living in a house with a lot of people is like, you know, trying to find your own quiet space as you're trying to work, right? Again, emotions are running high. I think one thing someone told me one time was like, the only thing you can control is the way you react. 
right? The only thing you can control is the way that you react. So um, the next time you are feeling that way, just breathe for a little bit and then just make sure like, okay, everything is out of control, but the way you react is something that we can control. Well, you heard it here, our opinions on essential workers and how much you should be polite and end with a thank you and that you appreciate the work that they're doing, especially during these times. You know, again, like we said in the other episodes, if you need to go to the store for any reason, social distance, wear your mask, be polite to everyone, you know, because you don't know whatever people are going through. They might be stressed out because they just lost their job, they're looking for something else, you know, so you never understand other people's positions. I would say just be nice to everyone. That's our closing statement for today. Thank you. Mm-hmm.